Hello, I'm your host Sarah and this is Insane. Welcome to episode 8 of the Insane podcast. Hope everyone is doing very, very, very well. Today I'm going to be discussing happiness. We are all obsessed with happiness. It's all we think about. We want it for ourselves. We want it for our children. We use it as an indication of whether we're doing well in life or not. But have we actually really thought about what we mean when we say we want to be happy? And is that a worthy, honourable goal in life? And who set this goal in life for us? Now, according to contemporary secular understandings, happiness is framed in a very hedonoic narrative. So by hedonoic, I mean it's based on emotions. And a lot of us have adopted this understanding Happiness is a feeling. It's what makes you get that buzz. It's a good feeling inside. But what are the consequences? And what have been the consequences of chasing this good feeling on our lives? And has it really made us happy? Trust Sarah to get deep on everything. This is what my cousins say. (laughs) But seriously... Think about it. We spend our whole lives chasing one thing after the other. It is bloody exhausting. This is why you reach 30 years old, most of us, and we think, what is going on? What is going on? Because we spend our whole lives, especially when we're younger, setting goals. I'm going to be happy if I pass this exam. And then I get into this university and you get into it and it's good. It's good for two, three days. And then you look around and you think, is this it? And then you graduate, you want a job, you get the job you want. You look around and you think, is this it? I want this guy. You get the guy, you look at him and you're like, really? And it just goes on and on like this. And you're left each time, at each goal, you've accomplished it, but you're left even more inflated and disappointed with life. Each time you acquire a goal, you're like, I don't know, the, the world just goes a bit greyish in tone because you realise that the problem isn't with attaining your goals. The problem is something else. And for you clever people out there, you realize around your thirties, the problem is your theory of happiness. You got it wrong. It's like when you go over to someone with loads of money and they tell you money doesn't bring you happiness and you're like, oh yeah, it's fine for you to say that because you have a lot. You're just saying that. No, he's not just saying that. He's telling you the truth. He's attained that goal that you think is missing from your life. And she 
can tell you it's not made her happy. So this notion we have to let go of. Let's turn to the Islamic philosophy. Perhaps there we will find some happiness and comfort. Now within Islam, happiness is framed in a different way. And it's also framed in this way in a lot of philosophies. So you'll find it in the works of Aristotle and Plato. You'll find it in uh, Christianity and Judaism and also in Buddhism. Islam teaches that the only way you're going to find content. Now there's emphasis on feeling at peace and content, not this joyous high. And the only way you're going to find this is by fulfilling your purpose in life. And we all know what purpose does to us. When we feel like we've got a purposeful life, we have a reason to live. Some mothers find that in their children, some people in their work. It gives us a reason to exist. It makes us feel good. Now in Islam, your fulfillment is not in those things. It's in fulfilling your pact that you made with God before you came to earth. And that pact was that you would represent God and the truth of God on earth. Therefore, happiness in Islamic philosophy is based on moral and ethical grounds. It is a conscious awareness of action. And the significance of the hereafter is an important aspect in the Islamic philosophies when it comes to happiness. Because the idea is that you become or that you always are aware of the fact that although you might see your actions as being small and they finish quickly, their consequences are actually huge. They have eternal consequences. So this small action that you're doing here on earth, it's really powerful. It can set the scene for how you're going to be happy or sad for eternity in the hereafter. And so you're supposed to sacrifice any negative feelings for a positive state that will last for eternity in the hereafter. So you're encouraged to always have that awareness when you go through your life and when you judge something to be good and making you happy or not. Because within the Islamic philosophy, it doesn't matter how much you laughed and how happy an action made you feel. If it's detrimental, if it works against you in the hereafter, then that action did not bring you happiness. Another important notion is that of attachment. Feeling attached to anything but God will bring you nothing but suffering. And it's obvious, you know, if you sit and think about it, if you obsess or get too attached, place your self-worth and your life purpose into anything, you give that the ability to destroy you. Because you become attached, you become a slave to your emotions and to your passions. 
And anything that enslaves you eventually will make you feel frustrated. Often our addictions, they start off making us feeling very happy about ourselves. But the more and more we realize we become reliant on a particular addiction, the weaker we feel. We feel imprisoned by something that before used to make us feel happy, but now makes us feel like we're imprisoned. And any worldly passion or aim can have this effect on you, actually will have this effect on you. Apart from one's attachment to God, according to Islamic philosophy, attachment to God is the only thing that will bring you peace in the true sense of the word. Without making you feel trapped, without becoming a source of suffering. Because according to Islam, true freedom is being free from the shackles of your desires and your passion. There is freedom in your own emotions not getting the better of you and not dictating how you behave. That is ultimate freedom within Islam. But think about this freedom. It doesn't come easily. It requires a lot of dedication and faith. And it often starts off with a lot of negative emotion. Like I said earlier, emotions don't really play a part in Islamic philosophy on happiness. If something makes you feel bad, it doesn't mean it's not good for you. It doesn't mean that you won't be happy, according to Islamic philosophy. And quite the contrary, much of the avenues or the ways towards peace in Islam start off with suffering and sadness and emotions that you would call negative because this path to God is seen as a struggle, as a fight against oneself and one's desires. And in the beginning, like the beginning of everything that's difficult, there's a lot of negativity and there's a challenge there. So if I give you an example, say something bad to you and you want to respond and you have the courage to respond and you have the strength to respond and you have a really good response ready that will knock this person out. But you don't say it. You don't say it because you know that giving in to your ego and your desires is the source of your suffering, that there is freedom in not doing what your ego and your passions want you to do. And there is freedom found with God. And so you close your mouth and you turn away and you do not respond. What are your emotions? I mean, even when you know you're doing the right thing, you're frustrated and you're angry because you want to answer. You feel like this person is going to see you as being weak, that they won. And that makes you feel bad. It doesn't matter how much you know you're doing right. 
and God appreciates it, it still, you still go through bad feelings. And so that's, diff- that's where the negativity is. But as you continue to exercise this aspect, it becomes part of your character. And when something becomes part of your character, it becomes easier and easier to do. And so eventually this person and other people, no matter what they say or what they do, they'll have no effect on you. And what does not anger you has no power over you. And you become a master of yourself. And that, according to Islamic philosophy, is where happiness and peace is. Now you might be thinking, so what are you saying, Sarah? Are we not allowed to be happy? No, that's not what I'm saying. You need happiness and to laugh and to be around good company for your own sanity. When God refers to his message to mankind, he calls it glad tidings. It, it makes people happy, believers. And we know from the prophetic tradition that the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, used to walk around with a smile. And we also have inside the Islamic philosophy the notion that God is beautiful and he loves beauty. And you only have to look at his creation to recognize that you are supposed to enjoy being here. Otherwise, what would be the point of this beauty that surrounds us? And when God says he's beautiful and he loves beauty, he's telling you to be passionate because only passion can come up with something beautiful. But the idea is that your attachment and your words and your actions should always have God at the center so that you will find peace. And that's the only way to peace. And so ultimately, this happiness business can actually be quite taxing and requires a lot of dedication and sometimes negative emotions too. But what the Islamic philosophies promise is not only peace in this world, but paradise. And I don't know about you, I think that's a win-win situation. And I know at times it can be challenging, especially if you have bad people around you. And life in general, where darkness seems to triumph all the time. But you have to make a decision whether you want to be part of the darkness or part of the light. And the light side are few in number and don't possess much money or power, mostly. And there's a lot of struggle and suffering and unpopularity. So sometimes you're left wondering, what's the point? But the light side is where God is. And as long as God is there, it will always be something worth fighting for and on that note I'm going to have to love you and leave you on the light side do take care